um, growing up, we, you know, they, there was always that mentality that you know a lot, uh-huh. but really we don't. We, as we grow, there's a lot of things we start discovering, but then we have that mentality that, oh no, I, I, I know a lot. And so we don't have that hunger to, to go and keep learning more. And it, it took me a while to start realizing that, you know, there's really a lot to learn. Thank you for tuning in to IPU Podcast. IPU stands for Immigrants Pursuit of Zero, the Kinyarwanda word for happiness. Did you know that next to hunger and thirst, our most basic human need is for storytelling? Here at IPU, we believe in the power of storytelling. Join us as we share inspiring stories of immigrants who found and are following their passion. We hope these stories will teach, inspire, motivate, and challenge our listeners. I'm Joshua Sandrali. And I'm your girl, Jay Tessie. Hello, Judy. How are you doing today? Hola, senora. Como esta? Oh, God. Right. <laughs> Jesus. All right. Such a hater. That's, Such uh, a hater. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that, I'm not, I'm not, yeah, sure. Hola. <laughs> How are you doing? I'm doing fantabulous as always, living life and loving it. You Are know? you really? I'm kind of jealous, dude, because I've been like I, uh, vibrating. I don't know, huh? <laughs> I'm not vibrating. Let's first get that out. No, the no. Way. Oh my! But, you didn't uh... let me finish my sentence. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, your yeah. mind is in the gutter, but whatever. Yeah, finish, finish your sentence. Let me hear it. I was gonna say I've been vibrating on a really low frequency the past couple of days. Oh yeah! Wow, why is that? Just everything that's been going going on. Like, well, first one of my favorite musicians passes, and uh-huh. honestly, I didn't think like I was that girl that cares about celebrities that much. But for whatever reason, this guy really, really like got to me. Yeah. Um, for those who don't know, Radio is African musician, one of the greatest. You know, passed away in like mm-hmm. a really silly way like he should not you know he should not pass away the way he did but that Mm -hmm. happened and then uh that guy in chicago committed suicide you know 25 year old with a bright future just decided to take his life out of nowhere and another girl passed away the other day also took her life it's just too much like i just wanted to stop you know i need a break i i I feel you on that though and it's it's i feel like times like this where you remember you know there's People take, you know, drastic decisions like that, you know, and for all we know, as their friends or people around them, Mm -hmm. we didn't even see any of this coming out. And I feel like it's a reminder to try and I'm I'm not, I'm not in any way judging their friends or anything, but try to be there for people that are going through certain things in life and, you know, make sure you're, you're there for them. You know what I mean? I mean, sometimes you don't really know though. You know what I'm saying? Cause like, like the guy in Chicago, all his friends, are like, oh my God, we didn't see any signs, it's in fine, yada, yada, yada. But I think it goes back to like the mental health, you know, it really needs to be addressed in our community. Yeah, I definitely agree on that. But it's also, and I feel like it's, in this case, we should also talk to those that might have 
those thoughts, you know, whether it be suicidal thoughts, understand that there's people out there for you. Reach mm-hmm, out. Mm-hmm. You know, I personally said I'm willing to hear anybody. If you want to reach out to me, sure. I'll, I give you my number, 5740-1894. So if reach out, call or whatever. You know, it's it's never a big deal for me to listen to somebody lend them a, a listening ear, but also be able to get advice, you know, and depending on whatever it is they're going through. Because some people, it's personal life some others mm-hmm. it's you know family some others it's financial you know but it's, it's it's tough but there's always a way to recover and then we have to make it a learning experience basically definitely definitely yeah. do and yeah i i'm almost inspired to do an episode just about suicide prevention because it's it's never been I don't know. I don't remember growing up hearing so many stories about people in our community, you know, um, just making such drastic decisions. But we should we should definitely think about IPU doing something like that. Cause, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. But I think those those things have been happening. It's just that as a kid, there's a lot of things your parents showed you from. That's true. You know, I, I, it's, it's not until I grew up, I realized, oh, snap. Oh, so and so committed. So- oh, wow! Mm-hmm. This person too, and you kind of realize, oh man, I was, I was sheltered. You know, I was covered from all these things. But we just have to make sure it's something that's talked about. And I agree with you. We should probably do an episode one day. Yeah, definitely address those However, issues. But, but like you said, you know, um, we are here for anybody who wants to reach out. You know, just feel free to give us a call, email, DM, whatever it is. Please, you know, don't make final decisions over something that's temporary whatever it is whatever that situation is but like you said you know it's all about financial like it can be a financial decision or i mean a financial reason to why they're ending mm. their life and yeah today's guest maybe will help us in that yes, department to, today's guest our <laughs> guest today is a man of many talents he was born and raised in kenya did his bachelor's in architecture and an mba at andrews university he's currently pursuing his second master's degree in cybersecurity at University of Kansas. He's an IT consultant, a wedding photographer, and mainly what we're going to be talking about today, he's a stock option trader, and that is the one and only Eric Leander. Welcome to IPU Podcast. Thank you, Joshua. Thank you, Judy. Thank you for having me here, guys. Thank you for coming, Eric. How are (laughs) you? I'm doing good. I mean, you guys have probably had the news. It's been a three-day roller coaster in the stock market. So, you know, yeah. the, fa- the fact that I'm smiling, it, it tells you guys <laughs> like, it's, it's, it's been all good. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you're man. over there making money while you're sleeping. Tell us the secret. But before we get into that, uh, can yeah. you just tell the world who Eric is, just in a nutshell, and then we'll we'll get into the good stuff. Yeah, definitely. So uh, Joshua just mentioned I was born, raised in Kenya, came to America in 2004. And the moment I came here, I knew I was in the right place to start trading. And <laughs> basically, I, I've i been wanting to be in the market since I was in Kenya. I used to watch the tickets. Yeah, I used to watch the, the ticket symbols go underneath the TV. And um, uh, pretty much, I, I love numbers. I you know, since high school, I've been good with math. I, I love math. My final year, my final year in college, as an architect student, I just did purely math and physics. So it's, I, I love numbers, and uh, <clears throat> so that that really got me started in the stock market. And uh, I don't know if I told you guys this, but uh, my first stock was um, an energy company in uh, based in Oklahoma City. It's, uh, it's called Continental Resources. 
Mm-hmm. I bought it. Uh, literally, I, I just come to America. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I bought the stock and within within two days, they announced a major deal and the stock was up about 20%. Wow. Um, you know, so that that they really inspired me, and I was like, "Hmm." So you can really make money while sleeping, <laughs> <laughs> and that got me started. <clears throat> no, so, but you 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 yourself are a melting pot of careers. So you have a bachelor's in architecture, a master, right. an MBA. You doing now? You're doing another master's in cybersecurity, but you're an IT consultant. But you're also a wedding photographer. But then you're also an option, a stock option trader. How? First of all, let's start with how did you? How did the architecture thing start? Okay, so architecture that is crazy <laughs> because, so growing up, I didn't grow up really in a family with with a lot of money. We, you know, we we try to make ends meet, mm-hmm. and so <clears throat> growing up, my dad did not have a car, and his friend was an architect and had this old beat up car. So, so that really inspired my dad. He thought, hey, that my friend has a car and he's an architect. So <laughs> maybe I should really push my son to be an architect. And he did. He really pressured me, pushed yeah. me. He's like, yeah, you need to be an architect. Mm-hmm. Blah, blah, blah. I came to America, you know, pursued that career. Went, you know, three years down the line, did architecture classes. And then eventually, of course, can I explain to my dad, hey, listen, this is not working out, you know. <laughs> I, I want I want I want something more technical. Wow. Something in math, something in engineering, IT. Uh, and uh, finally at, th- at this point he started understanding. And uh, um, so so you know, I started transitioning slowly. Of course, I had to do an MBA because at this point uh, I'd fallen in love with the stock market. And you know, just to be clear, it didn't just go well for me from the be- beginning. I mean, the the first stock continental resources went up 20%. But after that, you know, my perception changed. I started getting greedy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so things didn't work out, you know. So mm-hmm. when I did an MBA, I thought, okay, maybe maybe the MBA will help me become a better investor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It, it, so, it's so funny anyway. how um, you said that you used to be obsessed with the numbers at the bottom of the TV. Because that's like pure Chinese yeah. to oh, me. Yeah. I'm just like, what is that? <laughs> you know, I don't even <laughs> <laughs> just so, found out it's about stocks. No, I mean, I right knew it was about stocks, but I don't <laughs> yeah. know what, you know what the numbers mean or anything. So for people <sighs> like us, right, <laughs> how do right. we know what kinds of stocks to invest in? Like, wh- how do you know that? So it starts with what you love. Judy, you have a headset on. Mm-hmm. You know, Josh has a headset on. I mean, when oh. you think about it, is, is that something that you can live without? Probably, yes. If you don't have a headset, you'll survive. But, I mean, you look around in your house. There's some items that you can't live without. I don't know if you guys have iPhones or Androids. I'm sure you iPhone, guys have. Thank you. iPhone, thank yeah. iPhone, thank you very much. iPhone, okay. There you go. So, mm. that for sure. You, you could probably survive without your headphone. Yeah. But <laughs> you, you, can't, you, you can't survive without your iPhone, right? That, okay. Fair enough. Okay. So, that right there tells you that there's an opportunity in Apple. You know? Mm-hmm. So when you start investing, the best place to look is what's around you. What what is it that you have? What is it that you can't do without? Uh-huh. Um, mm. So it, pretty much, I mean, Facebook. We, we we connect on Facebook these days. That's everybody is is gonna eventually have Facebook, Instagram. It's it's one company. Uh-huh. So it, it's all about what's around you. That's a good place to start. Uh-huh. Wow, okay. that sounds easy. You know. <laughs> 
Mm. It is easy, actually. It's very easy than people than most people think about when you when you when it comes down to investing. It's very easy. Huh. So that's, that's... The, the the difficult part, and I know we'll get to this. The difficult part when it comes to investing huh. is the discipline. The discipline. That's it. What do you mean by the discipline? By discipline. Okay. So, for example, uh-huh. I always tell people. Yes. Me myself included, and this is a mistake I've I made in the past. You know, you see a stock going up every day, and you're like, "Oh my God, I don't want to miss that opportunity." Apple is going up every day. You know, you go into your savings and just throw in everything that you have into that yeah. stock. Yeah. What you don't realize is that stocks over the long term period they increase in value. Mm-hmm. However, in the short term period, there's going to be things such such as politics, such as you know, interest rates that happened the, the, the last three days that mm-hmm. will keep pushing the markets down and up. So it, it's a roller coaster in, in the short term. But, you know, of course, eventually stocks appreciate. Uh-huh. And when I talk about discipline, it's tied together with greed. Uh-huh. So, so when you lose your discipline, you become greedy. And all of a sudden, you're like, you know what? I think I want to be rich tonight. I want to be rich overnight. Mm-hmm. Oh, and that's what, that's what gets a lot of people. They, so, you know, the strategy is what's very important. True. Now, I, I know there is, you know, you have, you have your funds, you have stocks, and you have bonds. But a lot of times mm-hmm. you hear people talk about investing in funds instead of, uh, you know, instead of stocks and bonds. Why, why would they say that? Mm-hmm. So, oh, so you mentioned three asset classes there. Mm-hmm. All of them have different risk levels, right? Yes. Uh, a bond being the most safe. I mean, when you think oh. about investment, everything is, is risky. Yes. Even your, even your job, going to your job is, is a risk too. Uh-huh. You know, you, you, you could go to your job, anything could happen. Uh-huh. It's a risk. Yes. Um, you could invest in a specific stock and anything could happen to it. It could go bankrupt. You know, Apple could come out today and say, hey, um, we, 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 we're not selling any more iPhones and it will go uh-huh. bankrupt. But, but when you look at all those three asset classes, so uh-huh. when you look at the I- index fund, Index fund is more like a basket of different stocks. Uh-huh. And it could be a mixture of maybe a technology company, uh, industrial, um, a home builder. Uh-huh. So it kind of minimizes the risk and then they, they put it into like one basket. So instead of you going out there and buying different, like three stock, you're buying maybe just one. One of stock, each one, which includes, yeah, which okay. includes all those. So it's, it, it spreads out the risk. Okay? Oh, it's not, it's basically not then, putting your eggs in one basket. It's not putting your eggs in one basket. But oh. then again, some of, if you look closely, some of those funds are really, um, some of them really take too much caution in the sense that they will just have a basket of very slow moving stocks because they're trying mm-hmm. to be very cautious. Mm-hmm. And 401ks mostly buys uh, indexes because it's a safer way to invest uh, on the other hand a stock will probably make you rich overnight i i, I don't believe in that uh-huh. but but there but is a chance potential. there's a chance yeah but the chance is very if slim. you go with that mentality you know honestly a lot of people that go with that mentality they get banned uh-huh. um and because i mean think about it this way if if all you had to do was just go to the stock market and be rich overnight, nobody will be working, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but but the stock market is a great tool to create wealth. But I don't. I haven't seen anybody that's managed to do it in just one day. Uh-huh. It, you know, it takes it takes time. 
and and that's why they encourage people the younger you start doing it the better when when you yeah. when you just when you get your first job start doing it say you know 10% put it towards tithe uh -huh. another ten, another 10% put put towards your saving account and yeah. then the, the other 10% straight away put it into the the market invest diversify uh -huh. and then you know you're left with about 70 percent for you to use but people usually start the other way around they they leave that 30 percent if it's left over that's when they'll go pay tight if it's left <laughs> over that's that's when they'll, they'll save it yeah. if anything is left they'll invest but uh, if you do it that way it never works yeah. that 30 percent will be gone yeah Wow. You know, you mentioned the 401k, right? I remember when I got my first real yeah. job after college, you know, and you mm -hmm. actually have benefits. And then they bring right. you those papers like, okay, here you go. And I promise you, I, I had no idea what I was doing. Like, no clue. Right. I was just like, okay, here, you know, like just guessing, which is horrible. I mean, looking back now, I'm like, wow, right. Judy, you know? So like for somebody uh, who's starting out, who has no clue how the whole 401k works or anything like that what, right. how would you advise them to go about it so first of all it's better to understand if your company has a match you better take advantage of it and most companies do match. Mm -hmm. um, i've seen companies matching like six percent so let's say you earn a uh, hundred thousand dollars mm -hmm. right so That'd be good. six figures so <laughs> right. So, so if you if you earn six, uh, if you earn a um, hundred thousand dollars, and you decide that you will contribute um, six thousand dollars every year to to your four hundred one k, your company will give another six thousand because uh -huh. they match that six percent, a hundred percent to. Uh -huh. you know? mm -hmm. So what what that means is when you when you look at those papers, usually your company will tell you how much they'll match. Mm -hmm. And that's a very important figure to always look, mm -hmm. always go beyond that amount. So for example, if they are matching 8%, I advise that you also contribute more than 8% of your income. Because here, mm -hmm. you're, you're literally taking uh, taking advantage of free dollars, basically. Right. Because if you, if you, so if your company is matching up to 8% and you're only contributing 4%, you're leaving, you're leaving 4% on the table for, you know, this is money that, your company is giving you for free, but you're just leaving it there. You're choosing so all, exactly, exactly. So you gotta always go beyond what, what they're the matching. matching you. Okay. Wow. And yep. So uh, I'm going to take you back to stocks and bonds again, because okay. so already, already we know funds are the che are the safest route to go compared to stocks and bonds. I, I, I'd say bonds are the safest. Bonds because are the bonds, uh -huh. bonds are the safest because really a bond is more like. A, Okay, so if you if you think about how a company goes out to raise funds, mm -hmm. there's two ways. Mm -hmm. They can go get, they can go to a bank mm -hmm. and and um, ask for a loan. Yeah. But you know, some of these companies they they're not like me and you going to a bank asking for a twenty thousand dollar <laughs> loan, right? Yeah. They're, yeah. They're, they're, they're going they're going to the bank asking for millions of dollars. So if I was the bank, mm -hmm. I, I can't just guarantee that one company will will surely pay me back all that millions of dollars you that's know? true so so what so most of the time they could get rejected so what they do instead of going to the bank they go to the public market uh -huh. to raise a loan uh -huh. and usually it's already predefined in the sense that they have to pay a certain percent of interest uh -huh. okay when it comes so whoever is lending that money out you really don't have any part you don't have any ownership 
to the company. So if you buy a bond, for example, you don't have mm. ownership to the company, mm-hmm. right? So in that sense, the company is obligated to pay you back your money. Uh-huh. And by law, by law, if a company declares bankruptcy, required uh-huh. to pay the the bondholders first, the the debtors, the, mm. um, the is it creditors or debtors? Now, I'm, I'm yeah, wh- whoever they owe, basically creditors. Thank you, yeah. creditors. Yeah, they, they they pay the creditors first. Uh-huh. Now the other the other difference is that when you buy a stock, you're essentially mm. buying ownership into that company. You're giving uh-huh. them money in return for ownership. Mm-hmm. Now, the difference between being a bondholder and a stockholder is that if a company uh, does very well, mm-hmm. then the, bond, the bondholder, you're only limited to that interest that you were promised. So, for example, mm-hmm. if you buy a, a $1,000 bond uh, mm-hmm. that expires in 10 years, mm-hmm. you're entitled only to get that $1,000 in 10 years, nothing more, even if the company just does so well. But if you're a shareholder, mm-hmm. if the company does well, you'll make money with the company. But if a company goes bankrupt, as a shareholder, you will lose with them. <laughs> but as a as a bondholder, yeah. you you still have a chance of getting your money back even if the company goes bankrupt. So they're, so, they're, they're you know, basically just a savings account for you when you get a bond. Well, yeah, you can look at it that way. It's more like a savings. You know, yeah, okay. the, the only difference is that you know, if if a company goes bankrupt, they can only pay what they the remaining assets you know for example mm-hmm. if they they sell all their assets because when they go bankrupt they have to to sell mm-hmm. all their assets and mm-hmm. that money goes into the 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 bankruptcy committee who uh, divides it up and make sure all the creditors get the the amounts equally you know, mm-hmm. based on how much they put in yes so you're not gonna so, get your whole money back but you'll get something you 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 might or you might not but okay. you'll get something uh, and usually if you get in some, it's very rare. But if you get some your all your amount back, it means that there's gonna be some leftover for the shareholders. So in in a situation like that, then the shareholders might get something back. Usually, in a situation like that, the stock usually has already depreciated anyway. Uh-huh. In a, in a, if if a bankruptcy is announced. Hmm. So so then in that case, how long should I hold on to a bond? You should hold it until maturity, because. That's it's like a contract. Basically, you you take it off before that day, then you're not getting the full terms of your payment. But what do you mean? What do you mean by maturity? Because it's so bonds are usually defined by a specific period of time. You can buy different bonds. You can go to the market today and buy a ten year bond, mm-hmm. a five year bond, a one year bond, mm-hmm. right? You know, it it really depends with the 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 vision of the company. You know, they probably want to borrow six million dollars and pay mm-hmm. it back within ten years. So they'll mm-hmm. issue bond certificates that mature in one year, or maybe mm-hmm. they just want to pay it off within a year. You know, mm-hmm. uh, some some of these companies, you know, they they have a lot of cash, so they don't mind paying within a year. So they'll mm-hmm. write a one one year bond. Mm-hmm. So really, it, it's it, it depends with what type of bond you buy. Mm-hmm. Whereas in a stock, in a stock, you can hold it forever if, with the company. Um, you know, most of these companies, like Coca Cola, for example, mm-hmm. Warren Buffett has hold has been a stockholder in that company for the longest. He still has uh, shares in that company. Really? You know, so, so, yeah. How much does it cost to buy a stock and are there fees? Yeah, so there used to be fees, but now technology is just keeps getting better and better. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if you guys have heard of a platform called Robinhood. Yes, I actually have the app. 
ah, there you go, you have it. Yeah. <laughs> Judy, you should get it too. Yeah. I'm sure Judy doesn't have it. Wait, no. <laughs> Shit, but I really don't. He doesn't. <laughs> so, um, what is that? Educators. Anyway, so Robin, mm-hmm. so Robin Hood is um. So you guys have probably heard of um score trade, uh, TD Ameritrade, yeah. mm-hmm. E Trade. So mm-hmm. those those are like grandfather uh, uh, stock brokerages that mm-hmm. used to charge commission. And back in the days when I started um, investing, mm-hmm. those those brokerages used to charge a lot of commission. I remember I started with the Capital One. Um, uh, it was called Share Builder. Mm-hmm. They used to charge twelve dollars for every trade, oh, so that wow. means every time you buy a every time you buy a stock, you have to make over twelve dollars to break even, right? Oh, but uh, Robinhood doesn't charge any commission. It's essentially free to trade. Mm-hmm. So it's it's really a good platform, especially for the for the millennials, uh, the the young people. Judy, you know this this is something that anybody can do. Mm-hmm. Um, you can you can you can start trading on Robinhood because it's there's no commissions really. I'm, I, you can buy one stock if, to just test the waters with with Robinhood compared yeah. to the other platforms where you had to buy a bunch of stocks for you to even break even at a at a reasonable amount. What's the yeah, least just... amount of money that I can invest? The least amount, mm-hmm. you know, back back in the day with the, those grandfather platforms like Scotrade and um, E Trade, you had to. I, I will have recommended at least a thousand because when you buy, say, for example, you buy Apple, Apple mm-hmm. today is at 160, mm-hmm. you know, you'll be buying at least uh, about six shares. And if the commission was 10 bucks, then your stocks had to go up about, about what, about eight, eight dollars mm-hmm. for you to even break even. Yeah. And some, some of these stocks, they don't go up eight dollars in, in a day. You know, they, mm-hmm. they take even a month or even a year to go up eight dollars. Right. Yeah. But with the Robinhood, you can even go in with a hundred dollars. You know, you can even put in fifty bucks and just buy. What what, what stock is under fifty apart from uh, Snapchat and and uh, Twitter? Um, trying to think of a good company that's below a hundred. Uh, you can even buy Walmart is a hundred, I think, a hundred dollars. Um, yeah, you can you, you can go in and put a hundred dollars and buy one Walmart share. It's a yeah. great it's a great platform, especially even for kids. You can start you can start a investment account for kids and you know every end of the month you just put in a hundred dollars buy them one share yeah disney disney is at what disney is at 109 dollars today yeah you know oh wait so, wait, wait. so this and, might and, sound stupid so but this is something you yeah. do every month it's not one-time payment no 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 uh, no it's it, it's, it depends <laughs> wow okay, listen so the, i'm like really clueless <laughs> when it comes to this stuff so there's twofold and and, and oh. I, I, I know i know why you're asking you you think that you okay so let, let me back up a little bit mm-hmm. so there's there's two ways you can do it you can just ha- run into a large sum of money and just put in and buy one stock and forget it and wait for it to to appreciate right you could do mm-hmm. that okay yeah. the only risk is that you don't want to put your eggs in one basket you know mm-hmm. we get that mm-hmm. you shouldn't just invest in one stock but I've, by the way, I didn't, I didn't mention this, but I've been doing this stocks thing for over 10 years. In my experience mm. for over those 10 years trading stocks is that uh, investing in different stocks is not enough to, to diversify, but doing it over a period of time. For example, you have, say, uh, 10000 Okay, let's use a lesser figure. Let's say you have $1,000 mm-hmm. uh-huh. and you, you want to build your portfolio in um, um, 
Josh, what's your favorite company? Let's probably use something that's you're most oh, familiar man. with. Oh, uh, man. Let's do Facebook. Makes it easy. Okay, Facebook. Yeah. All right, so, <laughs> so Facebook is at $185 today. Yep. What I've found to work is that if you split that $1,000 into maybe um, uh, like maybe 10, oh. 10 uh, different. Um, so so let's do, let's do divided by five. So $200. Oh. So every, maybe every week you can come in and buy Facebook. Oh. What that does is that it averages your, your dollar cost mm-hmm. and it reduces your risk of, you know, something like what happened the, in the past two days. If something like that happens and you already went in with all the thousand dollars, then you start regretting. Oh. Eventually, the stock, that stock will go up. But because human beings, you're emotional, mm-hmm. yeah. what happens is that it goes down and you sell mm-hmm. at a loss mm-hmm. instead of holding, holding it. Okay. Right. So, so, so that's why, Judy, I think the best idea is to build it slowly, you know, keep, keep adding slowly, slowly. Okay. And, and, and that's how you do it with your 401k, actually. You know, they, they deduct your paycheck. Every time your paycheck goes in, monthly, they right. take a little bit and put in and, and buy a fund, you know, monthly or biweekly. So it, it's, it's a gradual process. And, you know, if you look at even our, our role models, um, Warren Buffett, um, Jeff Bezos, they don't just go in and buy these things at once. They gradually buy companies slowly by slowly. That's uh-huh. that's how you build wealth. Wow. Wow. Huh. Listen, I've huh. learned so much. <laughs> so basically saying if when the when the mar- when the market drops in, in a in a short period, just hold on or just sell. I mean or or sell on I don't I'm trying to figure out are you suggesting you just sell the moment it drops or nope i'm not suggesting that all right just, so just hold I'm, on tight i'm, 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 I'm hold saying on tight. Buy, hold on tight buy because and that's what i'm saying if you go all in for example mm-hmm. I, I, I was talking to a friend of mine um the other day mm-hmm. and it was like bro i i bought a lot of uh um amazon mm-hmm. go just yeah. right after that the market started plunging. You guys saw what, what's been happening the, the past two days. Of course, today the Dow was up uh, almost 600 points. But, yeah. But but this guy was stressed, and he was stressed not because, you know, he he thinks that Amazon was going to collapse. Really, mm-hmm. eventually in the long term, we know Amazon will keep uh, appreciating. Uh, appreciating. Their stock is worth like a thousand something. It's at a thousand four hundred right now, right? Yeah. A thousand four hundred forty-two. But. Yeah. Eventually, that stock will even get to two thousand. I mean, they might do a split very soon, and that will mm-hmm. give more investors a chance to get in. But mm-hmm. if this guy had put in all his money at the same time, then I'm sure he's been stressing the past two days. When you, when you think about investing, you also have to think about your health. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when you when you, <laughs> health. <laughs> no, is really, really. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I, you know, I'm 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 telling you this from my experience. I've been yeah. there before. I've yeah. done this. I've put everything in all at once. Uh, and the next thing you know, and, and and I'm sure um you guys probably heard of this like back in the days, uh, um like maybe five years ago, we had um like the Brexit, uh when the U- European yeah. Union broke mm-hmm, up mm-hmm. and 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 the stocks were just tumbling, kinda like what we saw the past two days. Mm-hmm. And when things like that happen, everybody thinks, Oh, it's the end of the world, <laughs> it's the end of the world. People start yeah. selling, right? Yeah. If you are like me back in the day where you, you'd, you'd have put all your eggs at the same time, then you don't sleep well. Mm-hmm. And that's not the whole purpose <laughs> of investing. Mm-hmm. The purpose of investing is to build wealth. You want to sleep well. Mm-hmm. You know? So 
so yeah, I, I suggest that first of all, invest in a manner that there's a checkout like we saw the past two days. Mm -hmm. You're okay. You're cool. You're smiling. Like I'm smiling here today. Yeah. <laughs> Cause the market is for making wealth. It's not for, for destroying people, you know? So that, that's a you good have point. That's a good point. And you mentioned you've been doing it for 10 years, obviously. And in those 10 years, yeah. you made a lot of mistakes and some you mentioned a lot. Yeah. Mm -hmm. what what are some mistakes that you made that you wouldn't want somebody going into it now you know to make the same mistakes you made what are some things that you learned along right, the way right. that you're like man i wish i knew this before i got into it right so so i don't know if you guys have heard of the word options no just talk to us like we know nothing all right all right so options so when you think about stocks, it's like, for, let, let's look at um, Amazon, for example. Josh just mentioned that mm -hmm. that stock is like a thousand something. So yeah. to be specific, Amazon is at 1400, right? Mm -hmm. 1442, so, 84. 1442, yeah. Mm -hmm. So if you were to buy a hundred shares of Amazon right now at this price, <laughs> you know, put, put two zeros on that number. So that's yeah. why. A hundred and forty thousand, forty-four thousand two hundred eighty-four. Right, you know, unless you're Warren Buffett. Mm -hmm. you know, some of us, we'll we'll get there, and you know, if you guys keep up this platform, I know a lot of us Africans, we will get to that level because we will will continue to encourage each other. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. But uh, before we get to that level where you can just take one hundred and forty thousand in. In at once and just buy a hundred shares of um, Amazon. Hmm. Um, there's things called derivatives, hmm. whereby it gives investors the option to participate in the market mm -hmm. without risking a lot of money. Mm -hmm. Okay, so for example, Amazon right now at fourteen forty two, hmm. you could you could you could enter into a contract mm -hmm. to buy a hundred shares mm -hmm. by risking less. You know, as less as even a thousand dollars. Say, say Amazon goes up tomorrow and keeps mm -hmm. going, mm -hmm. then you're just the same as that person that paid $142,000 to buy 100 shares. You're going to benefit the same way, right? Mm -hmm. The only difference is that the options, they expire. Mm -hmm. right? they, have a, they have a time limit when they expire. Mm -hmm. Now, <clears throat> what I didn't know when, when, I, when I started doing options is that you know, because I got excited at that idea. I know you guys heard of that. I'm like, oh, wow. I was like, man, it's easy. Like, all, all, like it's easy, right? It sounds mm -hmm. easy. All you have to do is just risk less. Like so, some some um, stupid guy out there is, is going to risk <laughs> 42000 to buy, to, to buy 100 shares. Yeah. And here I am. I'm the smartest. I'm going to just spend $1,000 and buy an option. Yeah. Right? Uh -huh. It sounds easy. But what you don't realize is that everything comes at a price. Yeah. So, so you're risking less, but what happens is that there's something called time premium. Um, uh, the, the listeners can probably Google this later. It's, it's a very interesting topic. Uh, time premium in, in options expires as the time goes by. So that's something I didn't learn when, when I was investing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and so by, by learning it the hard way, I ended up learning another strategy that kind of counteracts the time premium the time decay. It's called option spreads. That is something that I'll encourage people to Google and learn about it. It's, oh, this is how you, you, this is how, this is how you guys will build wealth. 
Huh. So that's one mistake. That's one mistake that took me a while to to learn. But the other mistake really is uh, one that we've just talked about a few minutes ago about how um, during a sell-off that you've seen today, you rush and sell. You know, you think the world is ending. Uh -huh. So I had Facebook stocks, um, you know, at uh, twenty dollars. Facebook was twenty dollars when I bought that stock, and uh, that was that was all my savings. That was all my savings. Oh man, you know. So anyway, the stock went down to $18 and I was depressed. Talk, talking about health. <laughs> when, 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 you, when, you go, when you go into these things blindly, it has a tendency to mess up with your, you know, I, I didn't sleep. I didn't sleep for days because to, Facebook, I bought it at 20 bucks. It went all the way to 18. Uh -huh. So for, day, for, for about a week, I didn't sleep well. I was stressed. Uh -huh. You know, I hated myself. Why did I get into this? Why did I buy this? This is all the money I had. But um, within two weeks or so, Facebook turned around. They reported a good earnings and the stock was back to 26. Mm. So I'm looking at it. I'm like, oh, wow. You know, I got lucky. So, because <laughs> at this time, I didn't understand how, I didn't really understand how the markets work. That mm -hmm. long time is supposed to really appreciate. So I think I got lucky. At 26, I sold everything. Oh, no. Everything. <sighs> So oh, I'm, I'm telling I'm 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 telling that story to to kind of make you uh, the the listeners understand that yeah when it when it comes to investing if you can start little by little and build it slowly then you don't run into situations where you start hating yourself because the stock just went down two points and now you want to mm -hmm. sell everything mm -hmm. when you when when you buy a little bit and leave yourself with some cash for example if that's how I did it when when I bought Facebook at twenty if I'd only maybe put a third or a quarter or even an eighth, very little, mm -hmm. 20 bucks. When it went to 18, instead of regretting and hating myself, I will have bought more. Mm -hmm. And and as the stock went up, I wouldn't be in that fear that, you know, I need to get rid of this monster because it hurt me once. I don't want it to go back down again and hurt me. At mm -hmm. 26, I'll be okay with it going back down again because I'll be like, you know, I'll buy more. Mm -hmm. So so that that's something that I feel like a lot of people should to understand build that's, it slowly build it slowly that takes a lot of patience though i mean it take it takes patience and discipline yeah because it would have taken you five years for you to be where you are right now because yeah. i think it was, that was back in like 2012 2013. i mean yeah it, 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 it took long and the thing that took me long is that i didn't have a mentor you know that and that's why i'm really excited you guys have this platform where you know if anybody has any questions about um stocks you know feel free to reach out to me because i I'm willing to be that person that I didn't have. Oh, you know, I, really I didn't have nice. that person to to mention. Huh. Yeah. So real real um, quick, uh, uh, there's so I would know about well for there's people that hear hear about the stock market, hear about the bears and the bulls. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about that. <laughs> so you know th those two those two words are really symbolic. Uh -huh. um, they, there's there's a story behind it, um, and especially uh -huh. if you go to Wall Street, if you go to New York. Mm -hmm. um by the there, there's a like there's a bull um there's a bull statue mm -hmm. really uh but in reality what, what it means when you when you hear that the market is bullish mm -hmm. it means that the stocks are charging okay mm -hmm. charging in the sense that they are it's it's a it's a it's in a good economy mm -hmm. every stock is going up that's mm -hmm. a bullish state of mind mm -hmm. bearish on the other hand mm -hmm. is when the stocks are, are selling off and the stocks are going down but when you think about it also, it's good to have bears 
and bulls mm -hmm. in the market. So anybody that's against the market mm -hmm. in, in Wall Street mm -hmm. is called a bear. Mm -hmm. Anybody that's thinking the market is doing very well is called a bull, mm -hmm. right? Now, it's good to have those two kinds of people because it keeps Wall Street a check. It keeps most of these companies a check, making mm -hmm. sure that these companies are performing well. Yeah. Because if if they make any mistake, then the bears are there to kind of like, let, let's think of it like the police, you know, mm -hmm. the bears are out there to 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 report these people out. Yeah. And when when so, for example, if the bears are right and the stock goes down, the bears usually buy puts. Uh -huh. So, so when you when you think about options uh -huh. that I just talked about, uh -huh. there's calls, which is what you buy if you think a stock is going up, if you're if you're bullish, and then uh -huh. there's also puts, which is a contract that you buy if you think a stock is going down. Uh -huh. So most most bears usually invest in puts, uh -huh. and they they go digging for companies that are not doing well, uh -huh. uh, financial financial misconduct. Uh, uh, the CEOs, you know, mis mis misusing funds, you know, they, they just go around and dig for something that uh, doesn't justify a company's performance. So it's good to have these people because they expose bad companies. Okay. Wow. I'm learning so much. This is, this is wow. great. This is great. <laughs> I, I have one more question, however. So okay. would you suggest investing in a private company? Um, you know, honestly, venture capitalists have the hardest work mm -hmm. <laughs> because it, it's more like when you think about venture capitalists, like, especially the ones that went into Facebook, you know, Facebook was a private company at that point. Right. Yes. But th those are the ones that come out rich <laughs> because they got in before anybody got in. Right. But there's also risks to that. And that's why, you know, a lot of these venture capitalists, they diversify as well. They don't just buy, they don't just go into one private company. Yeah. Okay. So I'm saying that you should apply the same principles that you apply in public companies. When it comes to private companies, diversify. Don't just put everything in and, and be like, oh, yeah, I think this, this company will do well. Uh, it, has a, it has a future. Don't just go in and put everything at the same time. Wow. Put a little bit, I, I, you know, you know, give, give, give a private company a chance. Most of these are usually startups. Yeah. You know? huh. So go in, put a, put a little income in and see where it goes. So it, it, this wouldn't be a, a, a good episode if I didn't ask you my very stereotypical question. I always ask, what uh -huh. advice would you give little Eric from like, let's say 15 years ago, Eric? What advice would you, what have you learned today that you would advise them? But like, you know what? This is what you need to do. Stay hungry, stay foolish. Um, growing up, we, you know, they, there was always that mentality that you know a lot, mm -hmm. but really we don't. We, as we grow, there's a lot of things we start discovering, but then we have that mentality that, oh no, I, I, I know a lot. And so we don't have that hunger to, to go and keep learning more. And it took me a while to start realizing that, you know, there's really a lot to learn. When I, when I met my friend, Eric, a great photographer, mm -hmm. you know, I, at that time I thought, you know, I'm, I'm a great photographer, but then I started looking at, at um, Kato's work and it's just great work. There's so many things I was learning from him. Yeah. Um, 
and many other friends. They, there's so many things to learn from people. Um, so I'll, I'll have been hungry and stayed foolish from, from the beginning. I think I'll be far uh, from where I am right now. Wow. Stay hungry, stay, stay foolish. foolish. I love that. I love that. Um, that is really good. <laughs> yeah, it, it works, you know. And foolish in the sense that, you know, you always have to keep learning something new. Think think of yourself as you don't know anything yet. So keep keep learning. Keep learning every day. Read books. Yeah. That's something I should have done when I was young. Just read a lot of books. Yeah, that's something I'm still learning to do. You need to read one this year. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, Eric, um, honestly, I, I've enjoyed you a lot because you've taught me so much and you, you're, you're so passionate about it that you make me want to learn more about it. Because, you know, honestly, before I was just like, oh, stocks, oh, my gosh, boring, you know, but like your passion makes me want to learn more about it. So thank you for sharing your knowledge. And you mentioned yeah, that definitely. if anybody wants to learn more, if they have any questions, they can reach out to you. How can they reach out to you? What platforms are you on? Yeah, I'm on Instagram. I'm on Facebook. Search for Option Leander on uh, on uh, Instagram. Mm -hmm. You're really about these uh, options, huh? Yeah, <laughs> you know, I, I read I, I read a book called The Circle Maker. Yeah. It says when you want to be great at something, when you want to achieve something, surround yourself with it. Uh, so it's a great book. Go go read it uh, by right. Mark but Mark Butterson, uh, Circle Maker. Wow. But yeah, I'm I'm on I'm on IG Option Leander. Mm. Um. I'm on Facebook with my full name and option, of course, in the middle, Eric Option Leander. <laughs> I love it, yeah. I really do love it. <laughs> but I, I'm probably going to be among those people that hit you up. So don't feel, yeah, don't please feel, do. Don't please feel do. some but, time worry about it. Yeah. But yeah, but you guys make sure you go read about uh, op, uh, option spreads. No, definitely. I definitely will. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, I'm about to go and check out my Robin Hood account right after this. But uh, And I'm about yeah, to please, download please. that app. You need to, because telling you, I, I I tried Scott's trade and uh, I still have two hundred fifty dollars sitting in there that I don't know what to do uh -huh. with because they charge like seven dollars to trade. But that's besides yeah, the point. No. I thought I'm they said there's no fee. No, no, no. Yeah, with no, Robinhood, there isn't. Oh, with Scott's okay. trade, there's there no was. Fee. Yeah, okay. yeah. So and yeah, I, and, and also before I go, there's also another app called Acorn. A C O R N. Okay. Uh -huh. uh, if you guys haven't heard of it, but what this app does is that you link it to your bank account mm -hmm. and every time you go say for example you go grocery shopping you can set it such that for example if your groceries came to five dollars thirty cents mm -hmm. you make it round it up to a full dollar mm -hmm. so it will it will take the 70 cents mm -hmm. and invest for you but what right. it, it it really invests into mutual funds too so mm -hmm. so so your change you know those 70 cents those uh 20 cents they build up over time and not it's, it's not it's not just about taking it and putting it in a piggy bank because putting it in a piggy bank really what what happens it's, it just stays the same yeah. but when when they take that change that top to round it off they invest and it also grows at the same time so oh it's, it's a great app that that's yeah. something i would check, totally check it do. out okay thank wow. you yeah, check it out thanks Jeez. eric Hey, eric thanks a lot i think if somebody hasn't learned anything from me yet they need to check their life but uh, other than that, we have truly, I personally have, have enjoyed having you on the show. 
And I enjoy being here too, guys. I, I've learned a lot, especially from all the other episodes that I've been listening to. Big wow. up to, to Chris Atega. Is that how you say Atega. 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 Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, you, very inspiring. Very inspiring. Thanks Thank for having you. me here, guys. Thank you. That means Thank a lot. Thank you so much. And you're more than welcome to come back some other time Please. if you want to. Yeah. We can always yeah, learn definitely. about Thank stocks. You. Yeah. <laughs> right but on that note again i just say thank you very much for those listening until next time stay hungry and stay foolish oh yeah stay hungry stay <laughs> foolish that's like that's my new motto i was really about to question the foolish part but i agree with you i'm going to stay foolish now and, yeah. and stay yeah. hungry yep. and stay hungry and stay hungry yeah yes. both of those go together you can't just do one right amen to that thanks yep. eric <laughs> everybody thanks for tuning in Thank you. All right. Thank you. I am Joshua Sandrali. And your girl, Jay Tessie. You've been listening to IPU Podcast. You can follow IPU Podcast on Instagram. And please make sure you check out our website, www.ipupodcast.com. If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts and SoundCloud. Subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Join us next week for another inspiring story. In the words of the great Maya Angelou, there is no greater burden than carrying an untold story. Thank you for allowing IPU to unload your heavy burdens, one story at a time. And as always, thanks for listening.